contemporary English version, Romans 12, 2 says, Don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to Him. When we talk about worship, I want to take you back for a moment to Leviticus chapter 10 and verse number 3. And, it, and it, it's a negative illustration, but it's important. Remember Moses, the Ten Commandments, Aaron, head of the priesthood. Aaron had, I believe, four sons. Aaron was to train them in the ministry. Remember the tabernacle now, set up in the wilderness, was the place where the glory of God came down. The prescribed mode, method, program, whatever you want to call it, of worship was given by God Himself. And it was to be adhered to strictly. The first fire that appeared on the altar was given by God Himself. It came down from heaven. And God instructed Moses and Aaron, never let that fire go out. You keep that fire going. Moses, I mean, Aaron had two sons. He had two sons that were worldly, Nadab and Abihu. Each took his censer and put his own fire in it, took it into the holy place and offered it on the altar instead of the fire of God. And the Bible says that the fire of God came down on them and consumed them. But now wait a minute. Watch this. The heavenly fire of God, that is the manifestation of His glory, does consume. But the Bible goes on to say that they wrapped them in their garments and drug them out of there so He didn't consume them entirely. He burned them up. Their bodies were left as evidence and a warning. Their charred remains that you don't profane my house and call it worship. And beloved, there, there is a lot to be learned here. And I, I cannot do it all this morning. But this is a warning for today's generation that thinks it can reinvent worship and do it any way they want to. Now, back a ways, we had uh, Pastor Randy give us some teaching on Wednesday night on worship, and it was fantastic. And let me tell you that I have been studying this ever since, and I believe it is critically important to the church today that we understand worship and we begin to worship in the scriptural fashion. I wanted to give a negative illustration before I give the positive illustration. The Bible is full of positive illustrations of true worship. Look what God said. God said this through Moses. When Aaron saw his boys that God just made crispy critters out of, he was depressed. Can you imagine? Moses walked up to him and Moses said this to him. He said, this is what the Lord spoke saying. He quotes what God told him and Aaron. He said, you remember Aaron what God told us? By those who come near me... I must be remembered as holy. Cold chill bumps goes over me when I even say the words. And before all the people, I must be glorified. And the Bible says, Aaron held his peace. He knew Moses spoke the truth. Beloved, If we should fear anything, it is that we would somehow take God's glory to ourselves and detract the attention of the people away from God onto us. There's more to say there, but I'm going to move to one positive illustration before I give this up. Let's go back into the Old Testament. This is just one. Let's go to Joshua. God told Joshua, I have given you this city. They were standing... Before Jericho, I've given you the city. He said, this is what you do. He said, you set, the, you set the priests in order. You set the army in order. And you're going to march around the walls. Now, they're not to speak. 
They would march around the walls seven days each time. On the seventh day, seven times, blow the horns and shout. doesn't tell us what they shouted. I've often wondered what they shouted. And the walls came down. That is worship. That is warfare. They never lifted a finger to destroy the walls. They never attacked them. They never fought the enemy. And then God told them this. He said, destroy every man, woman, and child except Rahab. And destroy all the belongings. Do not keep any of it. For it is holy unto the Lord. Do you know what that means? That means that what is given to God, you don't use for your own benefit. You don't keep anything that belongs to God. The worship worked. The battle was won. But some idiot in the camp of Israel decided to keep something from that city. And in the next battle, they were defeated soundly. And Joshua went on his face before God and said, what's wrong? And God said, there's sin in the camp. When you take what belongs to God and you use it for your own good and your own means and your own choosing, you are setting yourself up for defeat. 